0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for the Fumble Rooster Podcast by Power88Beam Radio. So, buckle up, we are in for a wild ride. I am your host, the always attractive Justin Tucker, to the. <laughs> you disagree? <laughs>
1: yeah, you, you, you hold your own. Mm-hmm.
0: I am with the main man, the stud himself, Adam Wright, the champion. How are you doing? <laughs> better than others. Oh, you're doing well. We got a lot of t- things to get into tonight. The NFL tampering period has begun. There have been a lot of things going on, especially in Massachusetts right now. But before anything else, let's get into the big news of today. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time. Drew Brees has left the building. The man, the myth, the legend down in New Orleans has finally said, I'm hanging up the cleats. 15 years with the Saints, five years with the Chargers, Super Bowl champ, 13-time Pro Bowler, two-time Offensive Player of the Year, one-time All-Pro. I mean, he has a great, great career for what he has. And his stats not only prove he's one of the great ones, his team, he backs it up. Eight Over 80,000 passing yards, number one all-time. Completion percentage, number one all-time. Touchdowns, I believe he's number two now because of Brady. Funny how things work out. Oh, he's in in passing yards? Oh, he's still long. No, I'm talking about in touchdowns. Touchdown
1: passes? Yeah, Brady passed him this year.
0: Funny how things work out.
1: It's interesting. One guy's better than the other, isn't he?
0: Yeah, I'll give you that. Oh, definitely. Now, with all these things being said, he did have some down years in his career, especially from 2015 to 2016, where his teams weren't really that good, if we're being honest. Now, granted, he had some defensive slippage on his on the other side of the ball. But, all in all, he still had very bad records and very bad overall play. Now, with that said, do you believe that Drew Brees is a top-tier quarterback of all time? All right. Now, let me begin by saying, just
1: congratulating Drew Brees on such a great career. Mm-hmm. He, you know, going 20 years in the NFL – it's very hard to do. You don't see it that often. I believe Brett Favre did it. Brady's still doing it. But you know, these guys are these guys are animals. These guys you don't you don't see that very often. If it does happen, it happens at quarterback, obviously, yeah. because they're quarterbacks. They're protected like every other play. Yeah. Unless your name is Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes during the Super Bowl. <laughs> but you know, he's had such a great career. Just look at these statistics we have them listed right here on our talking talking script he played 20 great seasons in the nfl he overcame some injuries early on in his career he won comeback player of the year he he is a 13 time pro bowler Mm -hmm. that's tied for second oh that's tied for second all time he is a he is a one-time all pro he has won two offensive players of the player of the year awards first all time in career passing yards and completion percentage. Mm-hmm. And second, all-time in passing touchdowns. Somebody passed him, some particular guy who lives in Tampa.
0: Um, I wonder who that is.
1: Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. so that being said, does Drew Brees belong in the top tier of quarterbacks all-time? Now, the the simple answer is absolutely he does. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean – I just don't think it's a slam dunk here. It doesn't mean that there aren't a few knocks on his career. If you look at the these uh, statistics and all these numbers in context, it's not quite as impressive as you'd think. Now, he's played the majority of his career in a dome. 15 seasons. The other five years were in warm Chicago. Chicago. Or, sorry, sorry. Chicago, San Diego. I don't know why I said. She- we're in warm San Diego, where it's at the coldest. At the coldest, like 60 degrees. All right, so that's pretty easy to play in. Then you have – then let's get to all the weapons he's had over his career. Antonio Gates, Vincent Jackson right. – rest in peace, Vincent Jackson.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Ladanian Tomlinson, Marcus Colston, Jimmy Graham, Brandon Cooks, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Emmanuel Sanders, and many, actually several more key players that we can look at. All right, now – Given all given all of this, he's only won one Super Bowl. He's never won an MVP, and he's finished several seasons below 500. Now I understand he's had some spotty defenses over the over the course of his career. He hasn't had it uh, the best on the defensive side of the ball. That being said, he has had Sean Payton for most of his career. In his in his ear, half the time mm-hmm. he is he has been the coach. He's an offensive-minded genius. He can. He can coach very well, and all of this being said, he's had. You just shouldn't. I just feel like even with, like maybe you'll have a couple sub 500 seasons. You see a couple every here, like here and there with Aaron Rodgers, but not like this. You sh- uh, with you with the greatness that Drew that Drew Brees has and the great coach that he's had. He's played in a dome in an easy environment. He has played. He has played with several great weapons I've just listed off a whole a whole list of names now just the bottom line is he's an all-time great quarterback there's no two ways about that mm-hmm. just I just don't think he's a slam dunk being in that like in that mount rushmore top 4 top 5 quarterback of all time I think he is I 100% agree that he is. I can un- I just can understand the argument for why he's not.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's an open and shut case. He has the numbers and he has the credentials to say, yeah, stop. I believe there's like full that only and it pains me to say Thomas Edward Patrick Brady the 2nd is higher than him. Uh Joe Montana obviously higher than him. Peyton Manning higher than him, but outside of that, it's debatable. He could be four or five on on the all t- all-time list, and I believe the numbers back it up. And he's a Super Bowl champion. Now he only has one of them, but again, Brett Favre only has one. Aaron Rodgers begrudgingly only has one right now. Soon to be two. Come on, don't let me down. But he only has one right now. John Elway only has two, and one of them was off the back of Terrell Davis. So I can so I can say. Maybe he does have a case to be top four, top five all the time, considering the numbers he has, the number of years he's played, and the fact he does have a ring on his finger to prove that he had, when it was time to perform, he did perform. And he should have, like, two, because in 2018, he was robbed of a Super Bowl ring because there was a call that wasn't made on the field, and it cost them the game, in my eyes, because if the call was made, they would have just ran the clock down to kick a field goal. He would he would
1: have lost in the Super Bowl.
0: Just uh, stop. One hundred percent. You don't believe that.
1: I one hundred percent believe that. You
0: don't. No, you don't. If I you did. guys you guys were struggling against the Rams, you guys want to beat the Saints. The Saints are a different team. The but you struggled. It, no, nearly as good. I disagree. You saw if you saw the NFC Championship game, they could have held New England if that's the way you're going to play. If you're going to play that poor, you guys do <laughs> not deserve to win. Y'all weren't going to beat New Orleans.
1: All I got to say to that is playoff breeze.
0: Playoff breeze. He performed.
1: Playoff Brady.
0: Okay. He still lost to the Giants. Those
1: two together. Yeah,
0: that one year. Okay. Twice. He's done it twice. Those two years. It's okay. <laughs> and then he lost to the Eagles. And then he lost and he lost to Mark Sanchez. I mean, it's you're not gonna, all peaches gonna, and creams for free. You're going
1: to lose to a few teams when you're in the Super Bowl, when you're in the, uh, play-offs. In the playoffs and the Super Bowl every single year. You're Just gonna, like You're going to have some hiccups there.
0: Reese has had some he's, hiccups. He's
1: a walking seven, he was a walking 7-9 and nine for the, fir- the first half of the 2010s.
0: I disagree. You didn't watch the 2010s that much. He lost to San Francisco. He lost, I believe, to the... No, he beat the Eagles. I don't remember if it was Seattle or San Francisco the next year. But he has made the playoffs in the earlier half, and then it's the middle half where they struggled. They were a playoff team, and then 2017 happened, and they kept making the playoffs, and then the Minneapolis miracle happened, and then the NFC Championship game happened, and then Minnesota happened again, and then Brady won. So,
1: Well, he's... like I said, he's a great quarterback.
0: Mm-hmm. He's
1: he just has a couple, uh, and I forgot to mention playoff breeze was yeah. a thing, and he he lo- he lost to teams that he ha- he had no business losing to, like Minnesota, just had their had his number yeah. with the Minneapolis Miracle yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. There was, there was the time when, the there was the time where, the the. Vikings went into their house.
0: Yeah.
1: And they won. they won off of a Kyle Rudolph touchdown pass.
0: That may or may not have been pass interference. Yeah, that was. It's, it it's is what it call. is. You
1: don't. You just don't call that. Yeah. I, for me, it's it's. With those calls, like I mean, this is a side thing. I'm getting off topic. Is like let the boys play.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I'm pretty. I'm pretty consistent on that. Yeah. If you and like I say that about when they do make the calls, mm-hmm. and it's like it's close. Even when it benefits my the teams that I root for. Yeah. It's. Um, it's just let it go. Yeah. Just let it go. Where, where, where? Let the boys play. All right.
0: All right. My but, thing is, uh, playoff Manning was a thing. Farve in NFC Championship games guaranteed game-ending interception. I agree. That's why. I, <laughs> so, so that's why I
1: separate. The, I, that's why I separate those quarterbacks from. I, I, well, that's why I separate. Far from everybody else, because, number one, he let he's, has the most interceptions of any quarterback of all time. But
0: when he retired, he had the most touchdowns, so...
1: He did, but, well, that's, like, kind of risk-reward. Yeah. He just, his that was his whole... He was his, a gunslinger. His his nickname was Gunslinger, all right? That's kind of the way he was. He just hucked it up there, and he's like, hey, I mean, the receiver's got to be up there somewhere, right? <laughs> yes. And, you know, I mean, and I don't think he... Like of course, like of course he cared about winning or losing. Of course he wanted to make the Super Bowl. Of course he cared about winning mm-hmm. uh, championships and was maybe I'm sure he was upset whenever he lost. But I feel like his priorities and like call me crazy, it feels like his main priorities uh, deep down was really just kind of being being Brett Favre just kind of he's like I just like to sling the ball around I like I want to get paid I want to just be Brett Favre just be great I think be be me and he was him that's great for him but I mean we want to see you be more than just what we know you are we want to see him be we want to see him be like elevate his his game it's kind of kind of like what Jordan is like or what LeBron is like to a yeah. to a certain. There ain't case.
0: no to a certain degree. Stop. <laughs> it. He is like that. But,
1: uh, but you get you get my
0: point. Point I is, two Brees is top five.
1: It's something that Tom Brady has had over his career. He he said in an interview once, "I hate when you guys tell me. I hate when you guys kind of just just suck up to me like this. When you kiss my ass, I I want you. I wish you could say that I'm not good enough. I wish you could say that I suck." And I could use that as as fuel. He he feeds off that. He wants to get better. Mm-hmm. And I I like that. And I like these this mentality I'm getting from Patrick Mahomes. You kind of feel that same vibe as from him as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know. And I just don't feel like we ha- ever had that from the uh, Aaron Rodgers and the the Brett Favre's of the world. Now, I'm not trying to say they're great. I'm just saying when you get up to this level of all time greatness, you're splitting hairs. You're looking at you're put holding them up to a microscope and saying okay do the what separates these guys from the rest now 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 the all-time great uh conversation you can you can see it from a mile away who's who's the greatest
0: but oh yeah is just the player or just quarterback
1: player i would say
0: oh yeah jerry rice
1: (laughs) oh yeah yeah jerry rice Still a great wide receiver though. I'll, yeah. I'll give you that. Played played to his forties. No, that's unheard of for wide receivers. And mm-hmm. when they do, they're like, oh, they're not that great. He was in his forties, one thousand one hundred yards. What a what a player. Mm-hmm. But you get the point. Quarterback. These are all great quarterbacks. But when you get to this level, you're splitting hairs is kind of, you look at these players in, under a microscope, a lot of these players, a lot of these all-time great players have some sort of knocks on them. Joe Montana didn't always put up the best mo- regular season stats. Manning was kind of a, a same same type of quarterback. He played in, he sort of always played in, um, he always played in either warm weather or in a dome.
0: Yeah, in Indianapolis. Yep. But then he went to Denver, and that was not warm weather.
1: right. But Denver wasn't that. Denver also the ball flies
0: mm-hmm.
1: there, and it's not it's not always that cold in Denver, like in Mile High.
0: Get into a December lot, and January. A lot of January, their, lot of their
1: games were pretty. I'm just saying the ball the ball flew. Okay. So it's it makes it easier to sort of complete his passes, and he was able to play much later into his into his career. Although he
0: only made it to age thirty nine. Oh no, Jibrees top five. I am I'm not gonna name him one, but he is top five in my opinion. Now, moving on. Patriots making moves now. Ooh we I was on I was at lunch yesterday just minding my business and all of a sudden I get notifications left right, like the Patriots are getting who? Half of them are for me. Saying, let's go. This man was texting me, let's go. Like his name is Tom Brady. First off, they got Matthew Judon, Jalen Mills, John Smith. I can't say Davon Godot.
1: Davon God.
0: It's Davon Godchow. Godchows. Godchows. Forgive Godchows. me. Forgive me for the last name. Davon Godchow. I mean, it's a weird name. Not going to lie. But then they get to the receivers. They got Nelson Aguilar and. Jigborn, which will help Cam Newton out a lot now since you guys resigned him to that deal. You guys also, the next day, earlier today, coming out of class, I see you guys get the Henry who wants, Hunter Henry, off from Los Angeles. I'm like, okay, they can run that two tight end set that they always wanted to run with Gronkowski and Hernandez. I'm like, hey, I see you. And y'all didn't just do that. Y'all also added the left tackle, Trent Brown. And not only that... You guys, <laughs> oh my god! I'm just looking at all the signings and it's just ridiculous how many people you guys got. I you can't got believe left and right,
1: it's unbelievable.
0: I can't believe Bill Belichick decided to spend in free agency like that. It's out of his character. It's, mm-hmm. it, I'll say that much. I'm surprised he got a Raven player.
1: I've been, a, yeah, I've been a Patriots fan all my life, and seeing what happened yesterday is in the past 24 hours. Uh, we're we record, we're recording this episode right now on Tuesday. It is today is the sixteenth. And uh, we and you guys are gonna get this episode on on Wednesday. Yeah. and so uh, whatever's whatever happens between between now and uh, when you guys hear this happens, you know, yeah. some more things could happen, but over these past twenty four hours have been insane. Mm. Uh, use this as a time capsule. Say, Adam. You were wrong back then. Mm-hmm. They got Deshaun Watson.
0: Quote, well, which makes me question, because they have been spending uncharacteristically in these past few days, which makes me question, why are they being this way now out of all other times? Why specifically now? All
1: right. So there's two reasons as to why uh, Bill Belichick is deciding to do this out of no—not just, not just spend. Like, I can see—I can understand that they want to restock this roster— but the fact that they're doing this so urgently within the past 24 hours is a little wacky to me. Mm-hmm. So the reason – so you can easily point out – and this, this is one of the reasons. There's two reasons as to why this is uh, – why they're doing this. Uh, the, the easiest reason, the quick reason is to say, well, they finished 7-9 and nine last year. Yeah. But, so my question is how urgent do you have to be? After just one, seven, and nine season, like basically 500, mm-hmm. uh, coming off coming off a historic two-decade, uh, two-decade dynasty, mm-hmm. and just say, oh my God, we have to spend, spend, spend. That tells me he's in the hot seat. There's some reason for it, and the reason for that happening is what it for what is going on in Tampa Bay ever since Tom Brady left. Almost, we're getting close to a year ago. Mm-hmm. They have embarrassed Bill Belichick. They won eleven games out of the gate, no preseason, no tr- no, uh, no uh, what was it? No OTAs, mm-hmm. and they were able to they were able to win a Super Bowl. Tom Brady threw for forty touchdown passes, four thousand six hundred yards, mm-hmm. insane at age forty
0: three. He didn't make the Pro Bowl.
1: Belichick thought he was done, and everybody thought. He was when Brady left. Brady wasn't going to be that good, and the Patriots would just pick up right for the, where they left off. They wouldn't miss a beat. They finished seven and nine. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Tom Brady on the Tampa Bay sucking years.
0: Stop calling them that. And they they were not the sucking years. They
1: finished seven and nine the season prior.
0: They now, they did not. That suck. team
1: that team, they were talented, but they had a losing culture that w- that was clearly tough to change. You could see several. Several growing mm-hmm. pains that they went on. So that's, you're, that's besides the point, year one, they win the Super Bowl. Yep. And year one is usually pretty rough in a new system for a quarterback. Yep. Now, and after that, uh, it seems players are starting to buy into this system. It seems there's uh, players are willing to take less to stay. They are uh, – uh, Brady – uh, restructured his contract to bring in other players, so they're going all in to maxi- maximize their uh, to maximize their championship roster.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And meanwhile, Belichick with this seven and nine roster, he's looking over his shoulder and he's saying, "I have to, I have to, I have to match this. I'm on the hot seat here. I have, I have egg in my egg in my face after thinking I could go seven. After thinking I can, I can win games with a, a quarterback like Cam Newton." washed up Cam Newton, not 2015 Cam Newton, and go and think I can win games.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They, they couldn't do that. So he had to go and go out and spend not just because the the roster wasn't good. That's true, but the fact that there, there was so much urgency here, it tells me he felt like he was on the hot seat and he had something to prove. Now, another little nugget. Mm-hmm. They're going and I said this last episode, Tampa Bay is coming into Gillette. Yes, they are. This next season, on with a loaded Buccaneers roster. We're going to get to that in one minute. But they're going in with a loaded Buccaneers roster. Tom Brady is pissed off. He has something to prove. He, you better believe, he is going to want to drop a 50 burger in points. He's going to want to throw for at least seven touchdown passes, five to seven touchdown passes. It's going to be insane. He wants to throw for 500 yards. He is going to take a steaming dump on this team. He's going to go up to the logo. He's going to go up to that big flying Elvis that they have mm-hmm. at the center of the field. He's going to take a steaming dump. He's going to pull his pants down and take a dump all over that all over mm-hmm. that team. And he's going to smear it all over oh Bill Belichick's God. face. He's going to be like a monkey. You know how they throw their poop? He just oh throws God. it at the sideline. He's going to do that. And he's going to expect Bill Bill Belichick to eat it all up. It's going to be in his mouth. It's going to be steaming. It's going to be absolutely terrible. Bill Belichick knows that. Mm -hmm. And he is not going to let that happen. So you better believe that he is looking over his shoulder this offseason and saying... I have to I have to hold my own here. I can't I can't be sitting here saying, well, the Patriot way, we have to be conservative. We have to like we just have to this next man up, these guys spending in in these guys spending in March. They they won their Super Bowl in March. Well, we're going to win our Super Bowl in February. Who just won their Super Bowl in February? Mm-hmm. Who won their Super Bowl in February? Not the Patriots. Not Bill Belichick. Tom Brady. And guess what? Tom Brady's not wearing red white blue anymore tom brady is wearing red and white what? red and white and he will be doing that in foxborough
0: i don't know what their other color is i, it, I there's there's some other color i think
1: yeah. it's like creamsicle or something Yeah, yes some but
0: it's it there's another thing i i get what you're saying it, it's not just red and white that's like kansas city
1: it's something like it's, it, it's, a, it's a different shade of red or something yeah. You you get the point he is not wearing red white and blue anymore It's just red and white and Bill Belichick knows he screwed up and he needs to, he needs to fix this. If they don't win, if they don't make the playoffs this year after what they did, after what they're doing right now, you better believe, I better not as a Patriots fan, I better never hear from any dumb Patriots fans mouth that we in bill we trust. You know what? I trusted that piece of garbage and Tom Brady went on to win a Super Bowl. After they moved on from him, they traded Jimmy Garoppolo, who would go on to make another Super Bowl.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Even Jacoby Brissett managed to do something, a little, a little something. He was a serviceable quarterback. Okay. Even Jacob, as a third-string quarterback, he was, and they got rid of him. Yeah. So you better believe I better never. And then they do all of this over the off-season. <laughs> Give me a break. All right? They better, if they don't make the playoffs with what they have, Bill Belichick is on the hot seat now. If this falls apart, I better never hear in Bill We Trust. That's all. Thank Ooh. you for calling my TED Talk.
0: Ooh, uh, calm down there. It's been a while since y'all missed the playoffs, hasn't it? When was the last time? Like 08 because Brady got injured? 7-9 and nine doesn't feel good. When was the last time y'all missed the playoffs? It was two thousand and eight, but yeah. they at least went
1: eleven and five, and they had Matt yeah. Castle, yeah, who it's... might actually be better than Cam Newton at this one. Sorry,
0: he you does. need to stop. First things first, let's calm down. Let's take a deep breath. Let's look at the let's look at the <sighs> signings and let's think about it. Bill Belichick saw last year that. The team wasn't good enough to go. They were playing with no names at tight end, and they were still able to go 7-9. They were playing with bum wide receivers and a has-been in Julian Edelman, who I think is now absolutely declining at this stage of his career. No disrespect to him, but it is what it is. Uh, They absolutely needed to get somebody to fix that line. I think Trent Brown helps. Put him at left, put Isaiah Wynn at right, and I think you have a solid book end that tackles. I think the two D tackles that they sign will help them on the defensive end. They've been solid on defense last year, so that will only help them out. Matthew Judon, a former Raven
2: mm-hmm.
0: who got paid, he'll definitely help you out in coverage and in pass rushing, which you guys need. And hopefully he t- teaches Chase Winovich something to help him out and hopefully upgrade his pass rushing skills. Jalen Mills will upgrade your secondary. I can see your wide receivers getting better. Nikhil Harry is, by now, quite obviously, not the option in New England. <laughs> it's it's um, to the point where we're looking at Nelson Aguilar as, like, this godsend of an upgrade at this point. And I don't even like Nelson Aguilar that much. But my key signings right now are Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry. Two tight ends, two very good tight ends for at for, if at their best, are two top ten tight ends in the league. So I believe that Bill saw what the the Bucks were doing and was like, I can't take this line down. I need to get better because I don't want them coming up here and doing dirt and doing this dirty up here in Foxborough. We can't let that happen. So I think he got something out there offense. And something to help their defense. The two tight ends will help them run a two tight end set, which Bill always prefers to run. Whether it was Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski or Gronkowski and Bennett, it was always something that he always preferred. And now that he has two very good tight ends to do it now, I think it will only not only help the offense out, but more specifically, it'll help Cam Newton out, who always preferred to have a good tight end on his roster. And now he has two. So now he has two weapons to throw to and two very big catch radiuses to go to so i think all in all these are very good pickups for them i think it only makes them better i think they finish around 10 and 6 11 and 5. they do make the playoffs but only as a wild card team i don't see them beating buffalo as the afc East winners i don't see them getting which means they're going to have to play in the wild card round which is not something as a Patriots fan, y'all see, typically often, but you guys might have to see it more often than you used to because Brady's not here anymore. But all in all, I do think you guys will make the playoffs, but it will be a struggle in the AFC East.
1: Yeah. So see, it, the you, roster, the roster, uh, the signings that they made are they are premier signings. Yeah. These these two tight ends are legit top ten tight ends in this league and they brought in both of them yeah so they can run these two tight end sets we haven't seen that i'm excited to see that we haven't seen something like that since the rob gronkowski and aaron hernandez days yeah and they did have tom brady throwing to him so it made it more effective but let's not forget that cam newton in his best years so theoretically if cam newton has anything left in his tank if he has anything from his 2015 days his focal point of his game was thrown to his tight end, Greg Olson, back in the day. Mm-hmm. So this could be something where you could look at it, maybe six years later, now we're in 2021, maybe, maybe, just maybe, this thing works. Now, another thing that I look at in mm. this is, it's interesting, Hunter Henry, when he was going into free agency, he was, ta- he was speaking in an inter- interview, he said, look, I, I'm now... I want to get paid, but I'm not stupid. I want to play in a good, in a good situation. I want to play with a good quarterback above all. Now, and then he said, and he says that, and he goes and plays with the Patriots with Cam Newton.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, either when he said that he was lying, or he feels like, or there's a possibility he feels like there is someone coming in, or he
0: just feels like he could win with Cam Newton. Why can't it be yeah. that?
1: It's a possibility. Do you – I don't think – there was no market for him. I don't think a lot of the league fit is as optimistic as you are in I'm not Cam think, I'm, Newton.
0: Just give the guy another chance. I think he'll play better than last year. I really hope – I really hope so. I, it, with the weapons he has now, he will. I, I'm sure he'll play better.
1: Yeah. I just don't – like, just, just remember, even even, vintage Cam Newton. Yeah. He's, He's only thrown for more than 28 touchdowns once. Mm-hmm. And other, and he only threw for twenty eight th- for twenty eight like a couple of times. So the outside of his MVP year, where he was on another level, he really hasn't done quite that much. Mm-hmm. Now, I I hope I love his attitude. I think I'm very I respect the way his work ethic has been. I love his attitude. I just don't know if he has it if he has anything left in the tank. Um, now where was I going with? I think so. There is a possibility here, and this is a very, and I this is this sound seems like a pipe dream. I hope it's not, mm-hmm. but there is a possibility because it seems like there's a pop. There's some buzz around the league that the Texans may cave, since they brought in Tyrod Taylor as a safety as a safety net, and wind up trading Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a possibility that because. Now, look at, looking at the looking at the 49ers, look, looking at the way the the Patriots' surrounding offense is structured, it looks a lot like the 40, 2019 49ers, like a little bit. Mm-hmm. They have, they were, they had uh, George Kittle back then, who Garoppolo le- leaned heavily on. Now they have two yeah. players who, I mean, you you could cr- recreate the production at that point. You have a downfield threat in Nelson Aguilar. Mm-hmm. They had, they had Emmanuel Sanders back in the day. Now, obviously, one's better than the other. But it and they have they plugged up their defense. Their offensive line looks good, to an extent. This looks like the 2019 San Francisco 49ers. So this is this offense seem might be structured in a similar way that uh, the Forty ers were. Now, is it a possibility that now I'll get to my punchline here. Mm-hmm. And is there a possibility that there could be a three a three team trade that could go on where Houston where Houston trades Deshaun Watson to the Forty ers the Forty ers give Garoppolo to the Patriots, and the Patriots give some give assets to the assets that Houston wants for Deshaun Watson. Is this a possibility? I think I think it's a, it, it's possible. I think.
0: In your mind, it's possible. No, not, you don't it, think it's possible. It's a rarity for three teams to be like, let's create this giant trade. Even in basketball, it's not that it doesn't happen frequently.
1: It happens more often in baseball, but yeah, yeah I agree.
0: And so in football, it's like hmm. it's
1: now it's it's a it's almost a pipe dream at this point. But I mean, looking at what's going on right now, the way the Patriots' offense is structured. Uh, the 49ers have wanted Deshaun Watson. the Houston just picked up Tyrod Taylor. Maybe there's a possibility that they're in the back of their minds thinking, "Well, we might want to trade this guy if we want to be okay in the next few years mm-hmm. before the draft, and not after, where they get less for him or wind up sitting sitting an angry quarterback for the entire 2021 season." Mm-hmm. So that is a that is a possibility. But the offense, the surrounding offense looks pretty good. Yeah. Uh, they could have done a little more on offense,
0: but the Patriots. You you uh, might- I have
1: wide receiver, I mean. All
0: right. I agree. I think the point is I think Belichick is clearly getting better at this and hopefully they do gear up for that eventual matchup with Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. Speaking of the Buccaneers, bad boys for life, they got All of them. I thought they were going to get one or two. I didn't think they would get all three of them. Godwin, David, and Shaq Barrett are coming back. And Rob Gronkowski, Tom Brady's boy, decided, let me have one more year together with this man and came back on a one-year, $10 million deal. Congratulations. Get your money. But, oh man, he does it again. Tom Brady restructures his deal, sacrifices, and what do you know? No, Shaq Barrett comes back to the team. Chris Godwin gets franchise tag, and Levante David sacrifices what he could have gotten elsewhere to come back to hopefully win another ring with this team. A two-year, $25 million contract. Way to go. Now, with, they, with with everything they've done so far right now, which is looking pretty daggone good right now, if I do say so myself, are the Buccaneers already set for another run at the Super Bowl?
1: Now, absolutely, and let me explain to you why. I've now they've had they've had these top three key free agents that I've been speaking of all off season in Chris Godwin, Levante David, and Shaq Barrett, who uh, uh, Justin was referring to when saying they got all three of them back. All right. So what they ne- what they needed to do, and what I've said that I've said this all off season is they need at least two out of the three. Godwin would be required. Because I'm assuming that this op- that this offense would take a step forward and they would be able to take their training wheels mm-hmm. off for the defense and that off- that offense would be able to be the center point of this team, which is what they wanted. They didn't br- they didn't bring in Tom Brady for the defense to carry him.
2: Mm-hmm. They
1: brought in Tom Brady to carry that team, carry that offense for Brady to score fifty, throw fifty six touchdown passes. I say fifty six because I think because I think he wants Ma- Manning's record. I don't um, he'll get it. So they got all, and I thought I thought they'd get two of them back, and they they I knew I figured they would get Gris Godwin. They got him by way of the tag, and I thought they were gonna just go in for Shaq Barrett because I heard Levant, we heard Levante David wanted a lot of money. Turns out he settled for less, and he went into a winning situation. He wants to win. All right, now, and they they even got Rob Gronkowski. They they're talking to Leonard Fournette still. Antonio Brown, Nadavik and Sue, all of these players, they want to come back. They're buying into the system. So the question, are they ready, already ready for another run? Absolutely. This offseason, free agency hasn't even started yet. And honestly, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the winners of this offseason. And that's coming from a Patriots fan, where seeing all of these players being signed, where, like I said, Bill Belichick is on the hot seat right now. Mm And I think they, they did better because they got their players back. Typically, a lot of the teams who just go all out and sign all these outside players in the offseason, mm-hmm. they don't do quite as well because they need it all to mesh. Those, those winners of the offseason, those last, those suck-bag suck teams, th- these, this, guy, th- this team, they were the defending Super Bowl champions. They were like, okay, we need to bring this group back. They brought them back. They are ready to roll. Tom Brady, and here's I'll shed you shed another nugget of information. They're looking to get. They are looking to get. They are looking to get James White. If they get James White, Tom Brady is going to win Super. Tom Brady is going to win MVP, league MVP, and I'll explain to you why. Now, the reason he threw Tom Brady threw 12 interceptions this season was because he kind of lived and died by the deep ball. And I, don't get me wrong, Tom Brady is is pretty solid with the deep ball, but he's used to having that safety blanket in a a Danny, Danny Woodhead, a Shane Vereen, a Deion Lewis, a James White. James White's now on the market, and Tom Brady loves him some James White. All right. He loves James White. Okay. And what he's and if he gets him, then you can you can make a legitimate case that these that these interceptions are going to cut in half from 12 to six. The touchdown passes go up. The yardage goes up. And he looks unstoppable. He could throw in the upper 40s of touchdown passes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Down in the like around six interceptions, 5,000 yards, not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. And. He could lead, win league MVP. Now we can talk about the MVP curse later, but mm-hmm. I mean, if you get if you get James White, it's real it's really looking good. They're already. But to answer the question, absolutely.
0: All right. After looking at all what they've done so far in free agency, which hasn't even begun yet, and they've already gotten these three players back and Robert Musialski. Hopefully they get Leonard Fournette back and Nick and Dominican back. But as of right now, I don't think they're set to make another Super Bowl run. Because this league, for what it's worth, is a copycat league. They look at what you do and try to copy it to see if they can succeed at it. And right now, the Buccaneers are the reigning defending Super Bowl champions. So what teams usually do is see what was successful for them and try to implement it into their own offense. So I think they'll be six if they're just what they are right now they will make the playoffs because tom brady's too good not to make the playoffs i mean it, it is what it is i think he will be in contention for league mvp because another year under the belt i think he will only progress i think that team offensively will take a step forward i think defensively if they don't get in dominican back and if they don't get some of these pieces back i think they might take a step back but they already got the main pieces back so i think they'll be fine in the defensive end I think over, overall, right now, the ceiling is a Super Bowl, but low expectations is a, the Card round, which is still playoffs with 11-5 and five to high ceiling, 13-3. and three. Number one seed, the Super Bowl has to go through Tampa, which surprisingly, last year, the Super Bowl was in Tampa. So I think they're almost there. I just don't think they're like the prohibitive Super Bowl favorites.
1: Bold of you to suggest that that um, the Buccaneers are going to be well uh, going to be playing on Wild Card Weekend.
0: They were playing it last year. Well, that was year one. This is year two. I still believe that. I still think they're a playoff team, and uh, depending on how things even out, they could be. If they're a three seed or a four seed, sorry, they'll play on Wild Card Weekend. Even if they're a two seed. They they'd still be playing on wildcard weekend with the way the playoff format is.
1: They they need to change that back.
0: I you liked, think it, I
1: liked it how it was. I
0: think I liked it, I liked it the way it is because even in the AFC eleven and five, it was more competitive on one side than it was another.
1: Yeah, that is true. But we had some better we had better games yeah. on on Card weekend this year. But I also think the divisional round wasn't quite as exciting, and the conference championship was. On one side it was good yeah the the nfc championship was was kind of almost a thriller yeah but uh that afc championship boy oh
0: boy here we go
1: i mean the don't let the don't let the final score of that game fool fool you you. that it was it was basically kansas city was just faster yeah they outran them it was like a track meet. They were running. They were. And they got
0: Tyreek Hill, so head, they head and
1: shoulders better. And don't get me wrong, the, the Buffalo Bills were a great team.
0: And they'll to get better.
1: The the Chiefs were kind of like almost transcendent. Like they were just, they were led by a quarterback who could be in the conversation later on as one of the best quarterbacks. Also, in you're finally league.
0: admitting that right now. I said one of them. Yeah. he could be. He'll one. he'll be second. He'll be second. You think at he'll best. be second at best? Yes. I think he could be number one.
1: He'll, he won't be number
0: one. At the pace, he's going, I think he's doing It'll fine.
1: take his entire career and then some.
0: Okay, let, let's let calm down there.
1: Do you think he's going to be making these crazy throws at age 43, just hucking them up there? He may not even be playing at that
0: age. Yes, because the way the league is now, not the way it was like 10 years ago. No. But the way it is now, I could see him, see him throwing the ball like that at 40, he's 43. He's
1: making these plays on the run. He's going at crazy arm angles. I mean, that's not that. That's not that's not quite as uh, uh, uh,
0: as he gets older. I think he'll rein it in a bit. So, yeah, I think you could at 43.
1: I just don't know. I just don't think it's that salvageable. It's
0: it's not going to. Hmm. Well, which brings us to our next segment. Lady from one Super Bowl team to the other. We talk about the losers and oh, boy. Do we have something to talk about? The Chiefs have lost three of their starting five lineups, which includes Mitchell Schwartz, their all-pro right tackle, and with Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher. No, it's Eric Fisher, isn't it? It's. I think it's Jeff Fisher, right? I think it's Eric. Point is, it's a Fisher, and he was the number. I believe it's Eric Fisher, and he was the number one overall pick, a Pro Bowler who was getting better as the years progressed for them, a Super Bowl, both Super Bowl champions and who was protecting Patrick Mahomes' blind side. I think Mitchell Schwartz was better of the two, but still, both of them were pro bowler caliber players. Both of them are gone, and that's not the only one gone. Their center, Austin Reader, I believe his name is, gone too. Now, the good news is they signed Joe Thune, which I believe will help them out, but that still doesn't solve the big elephant in the long, Uh What are they going to do about their left and right tackle? I understand that my grimace is on your team. Don't really recommend him (laughs) to be your left tackle. I think he's okay at right. I I think you need to draft a left tackle because the only left tackle I see that's available right now is Orlando Brown. And Baltimore says, absolutely not. You will not have him. Get out of the way. No, no, no.
1: Yeah, I like Remmers as the as the right tackle, but left tackle was, he got abused. We we, we saw we saw this we we all saw the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, so I believe he should stay at right tackle. They need to either add San Francisco if, to stop trying to get Trent Williams and see if they can get him. But other than that, I don't really see how they can much improve their line unless it's through the draft. Do you think that they can improve from? Do you think these are fixable problems?
1: So the big question um, as uh, as Justin asked uh, are the Chiefs offensive line issues fixable this offseason? I'd say well j- just no. And they they addressed they addressed the offensive line but they addressed the wrong position as Justin said. Mm-hmm. They they went you know they they had they're missing their left tackle, right tackle and center and they went
0: guard Do you think Joe Thune can play guard? I mean, you are a Patriots fan. Play tackle? No, as in center, and hopefully move. Hopefully he can play center to replace him.
1: I think it's a possibility, but he may not play as well as he does at guard. He's he's one of the elite offensive guards in the league.
0: Hopefully they do have have a guard that was starting that could switch over to center. Otherwise, this doesn't really help.
1: And they've signed him to a five-year, $80 million contract. And on top of that, they still have to pay the quarterback who they just paid a $400 million deal. Mm-hmm. Was it four hundred? Four hundred,
0: five hundred? 500 $450 million deal, 10 years. Right. So he's actually – wasn't it 13? No. It was 10. 10, 10 yeah. He's on the cheap right now, but it gets expensive as the years go on.
1: Yeah, it gets more expensive. But, you know – they they're already in a tough financial situation as is, and they just they spent on a position they really don't have that much need for. But mm-hmm. what they do need left tackle, center, right tackle. Now I think they're going to be all right at right tackle because they have Mike Mike Remmers. Yeah. he's there, he's the reality is he's their backup, and he was playing career his career best. Those were his career best games that he was playing. Um, center is fairly replaceable, somewhat replaceable. Mm-hmm. But, but the big problem is going to be left tackle. Mm. Left tackle is extremely hard to replace. They could look at thirty at pick number thirty-one to see where they can find it. But that's going to be extreme. That's still going to be extremely difficult. A lot easier said than done. And mm. on top of that, they have to figure out center. They have to fi- They have to figure out if Mike Remmers really is the long <coughs> the long term the long term answer. I think he's but, a short term answer, if that. Possibly, yeah. I He's mean, been the way he played, the way he played at left tackle, Jesus Jeez. Christ.
0: They were feasting on him.
1: They were bullying him, and on the other, the other end was Shaq Barrett at right tackle.
0: They switched. They didn't like. They didn't just stay in one spot. Oh they, my they, God. They were
1: bullying. They were playing with him. They were toying. JPP
0: with him. was just with with basically one arm was <laughs> with one hand with one hand was of, just abusing them.
1: Oven mitt, as we like to call him. Yep. With that club. Oh my god. But th- these aren't off these aren't fixable these aren't fixable issues for this off season. And these offensive line issues that the Chiefs have, it- they're going to continue going into next year. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs face the same fate at in the Super Bowl that they did in the Super Bowl next year. At some point they're going to run into a team in the AFC Championship, maybe it's Maybe it's your Ravens, mm-hmm. maybe it's the Bills, maybe it's the Colts. The Colts have a great defense. Mm-hmm. They could exploit and the hell out of them. I think they got better on offense. And they got better on offense. They yeah. could outpace them. There's a possibility. I I mean I've always I've been saying this offseason, yeah. the team that loses the Super Bowl rarely makes it back. Mm-hmm. And maybe and uh, we, can, right. we can yeah. agree this is a this is a postseason team.
0: Yeah.
1: But will they win it all? This is a. These are
0: some glaring
1: holes in offensive exactly. line.
0: Yeah, I thought they would keep one of them at least. If they had to lose one, I was hoping Fisher. I get that they saved like 17 million in cap space, but good lord, who's going to protect Patrick Mahomes? I think this is for the future and not for the now. I don't think they're worried about next season. I think they're worried about the next few seasons for them to contend again. But oh my lord. I feel, I might feel bad for Patrick Mahomes.
1: God forbid they get Mahomes hurt exactly. in this little bridge here that they're trying to make with. Uh, he just had surgery on his toe. Exactly. So he could real. I hope he doesn't get hurt. And last year yeah. he had a problem with his knee. Yeah, and there was the year before with his knee. But if he if he faces this abuse that yeah. he did, that like you could yeah. you could be in for an Andrew Luck type type of
0: situation.
1: Rest of his career. Worse. Really, they gotta
0: pay him they signed him they, to a 10 They have year. to
1: pay him too. So what if his, what if he just calls it a career? Yeah. At some point. Now
0: this we're we're
1: naming the the extremes, but you get the point. They this offensive having offensive line issues. Ask the Bengals and Joe Burrow over there. Not the best. No, Even goodness. ask the Colts and Andrew Luck out there. That's not the best situation
0: either. Which thankfully they actually fixed in the end.
1: And I mean, these offensive line issues, they turned they turned Carson Wentz into a mental case. Yeah. They had one of the best offensive lines in the league. In 2017. And it went to the worst. Mm-hmm. And he, bu- he got abused to the point where he's a sh- he's a shell of his 2017 self. Uh, I, We're yeah. hoping with Frank Reich and that elite offensive line out there that maybe they can salvage it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the fact of the matter is the damage is done. Yeah. And I really hope we don't hurt this kid. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh. I, I mean, I, I don't like him. I don't love him. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, but, like, I would hate for his career to go down the – like, this guy. This kid has, a, has the potential to be a real all-time great talent. Yeah. And I, if they screw that up, then shame on them.
0: Yeah. I just hope for the better for him, just for his career-wise. I just – hopefully they have a plan in place where they don't get their quarterback killed, but it's not looking too good right now. Mitchell Schwartz was a great right tackle for them. I don't know who – Mike Rummers, I don't think it's the best answer to replacement Mitchell swords. And left tackle is an unknown. So if I was them, I'd draft a left tackle. Possibly the guy Taven Jenkins from OSU. But until then, it'll it remains to be seen. Okay, that'll do that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Especially me and this dry guy over here. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check it, check us out on Spotify and Google Play. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at FumbleRusky underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage of the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Over and out. Bye.